Hello and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Metabolism, where we discuss everything that impacts your hormones and metabolism so that you can take control, repair the damage, and lose weight consistently without making yourself miserable in the process. It's my mission to empower you so that you and your metabolism thrives and you never have to go through diet misery again. I'm Louise Digby, registered nutritional therapist, weight loss expert, and founder of the Nourish Method to Lasting Fat Loss. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to make weight loss effortless, or at least require less effort. We're going to be looking at what it is you need to do to just make maintaining a healthy weight part of your everyday life. If you want to lose weight in a way where it's not going to just come back on, in a way where you don't have to give up all your favorite foods and persist through hunger and cravings and having to say no to going out with friends or going out for dinner because you're worried about the calories. If you want to be able to lose weight and live a normal life, then we have to weave in the habits into your everyday life, the things that are going to get you seeing progress and feeling really good and nourishing your body. So we're going to go through a list of things that you need to start focusing on to make weight loss effortless. Now, the first thing that so many people do when they decide they want to lose weight is they start looking at the things that they need to cut out or they need to stop having. And most people will start saying, right, I'm going to cut out all the sweets. I'm going to have no more takeaways. I'm going to cut out the bread. I'm going to uh, cut out the chocolate or whatever it might be, the things that we kind of see as treats. So all that stuff gets cut out. But what people don't do is they don't replace it with anything. And importantly, I think the best approach to take is rather than worrying about what you need to cut out, instead focus on what you need to add in. It's much easier to add stuff in than it is to rely on willpower to get you avoiding the stuff that you think you shouldn't have. So focus on adding in the the nourishing stuff. Perhaps aim to have an extra portion of veg each day to start with. Focus on getting in more colorful fruits and vegetables. Perhaps focus on adding in a little bit more protein into your diet, getting some more water replacing some of those teas and coffees with water. So by focusing on adding stuff in, you can crowd out the stuff that's not so good. And it's just feels different when you do it like that, because you don't feel like you're depriving yourself of stuff. You don't, you don't feel like you're depriving yourself of normal everyday foods. And that is really important because when we feel like we're missing out, when we feel like we're deprived, then that can make us want to give in to the cravings even more. It can really trigger off the cravings even more and it can make us more likely to fall off the wagon because if we do end up having something that's a little bit off plan, we inevitably feel guilty about that. 
And research has shown that those people who feel guilty after eating something are much more likely to go ahead and eat even more of it than the people who aren't you know, worrying about what they're eating. So it's when we are making ourselves feel bad about what we've eaten and, and then feeling guilty about it that we're more likely to go ahead and eat more of it or binge on it and then you know, consume more calories and overeat overall. The second thing that I would do to make weight loss more effortless is to boost your protein intake. Boosting your protein intake does several things for you. First of all, making sure you get adequate protein into your breakfast sets you up for the day, helps to keep your blood sugars steady, and doing that helps to prevent cravings energy dips, uh, those tired slumps where you feel like you just need some sugar to get back on track and be able to get on with your work. Um, So having protein at the beginning of the day is really important to help us have a good day and stay on track and keep hunger at bay as well. But not only that, but protein actually requires more calories for us to digest it. So when we eat protein, we actually burn more energy than we do if we were going to eat a carbohydrate or a fat-based meal. So protein has various benefits that help us to keep on track, you know, kind of immediately after eating it. But also protein is really important for a hormone balance. And so many women that I work with when they first start working with us, we see that there is a real lack of protein in the diet. And protein, because it helps with our hormones, you're much more likely to have imbalanced sex hormones, thyroid hormones, stress hormones, uh, blood sugar hormones, hunger hormones, if you are lacking in protein. So simply upping your protein is one of the most impactful things that you can do to support your hormone balance. Now, if you're not having enough protein, your body craves it. Your body needs to get enough protein. And so your hunger hormones will increase. You'll feel hungrier if you don't get enough protein. Your body will just want you to eat more and more to get enough. And when you're eating loads of carby foods or processed foods or poor quality protein sources, you're not able to get enough protein. So your body just makes you eat more and more. So not getting enough protein in, particularly early in the day, just drives overeating. And, you know, we see a lot of women who have this real difficulty stopping eating and just want to have more and more. And part of the reason for that is because they are deficient in protein and just simply getting some more into the diet throughout the day, but especially in the morning, helps to switch off that endless hunger. Now, my next tip is to keep in some of the treats. Again, when we decide that we're going to try and lose weight, the automatic thing to do is to cut out all of the treats. And yes, there does need to be an element of restriction. We need to be sensible and, you know, not expect to be able to be, you know, binging on chocolate and crisps and going out for a meal every night and still lose weight. There definitely needs to be an element of restriction. But 
we need to find that happy middle ground. If we just cut everything out, then at some point we're going to feel deprived. We're going to feel like we desperately want something. And actually, if instead we keep a small amount of treats in the diet, then it's going to be much easier to stay on track because you're not going to feel like you're missing out on things. So that could look like keeping in a few of your favorite snacks or whatever it might be, or it could mean upgrading some of the things that you might snack on. Like for example, rather than having milk chocolate, upgrading and having dark chocolate. That's better because it's lower in sugar and it's higher in antioxidants and it's not as easy to eat as much of it. So you can make some simple swaps or you can keep in what you like and just have less of it, but try to avoid making the goal of cutting out those things completely because it's just not sustainable. It's not likely that you're going to be able to avoid those things forever and the changes that you make you want them to be things that you are going to be able to do forever that's how you're going to get the weight off and keep it off now one thing that you do definitely want to cut out and throw away is the scales weighing yourself too much is the fastest way to sabotage your success i can't tell you how often we work with women who are weighing themselves every day despite us advising that they don't do that and the stress that it causes them is unreal because they're looking at their weight and one day it might be you know half a pound higher the next day it might be half a pound lower and then it might be two pound higher and then it might be five pound lower and it's just all over the place And that's normal. It's normal for our weight to fluctuate, particularly for women. It's normal for your weight to fluctuate over the course of a month. And when you're perimenopausal and your hormones are all over the place, your cycle's all over the place, and so your weight is going to be all over the place as well. So the efforts that you make to, let's say, if you have a week where you're really good and you're you know cutting back on all of the stuff that you perhaps feel you should be avoiding if you have a, a really good week but then you don't see the scales moves as as you might expect them to then suddenly you go into panic mode and it's really disheartening and stressful to experience that but the reality is is that maybe you just need a little bit more time for the effects of your efforts to kick in. You know, I talk all the time about how it's not about cutting calories and exercising more to lose weight. We need to get your hormones balanced and your thyroid working properly and your blood sugars balanced and the inflammation down and your nutrient levels optimized and your gut working properly. And those things take time and one week or two weeks or three weeks of clean eating might not be enough to get those things into proper balance. So if you're being quote unquote really good but you're not seeing the progress on the scales that you might expect, it's likely because you need more time or you're not getting to the root of that issue properly. And so weighing yourself is not an accurate measure 
of your success because you may be healing internally internally and rebalancing but you're not going to see that on the scales not initially anyway and I was talking in last week's episode with Lara about how sometimes we see clients who go down a dress size and have to buy a whole new wardrobe and yet the scales have still barely moved so do yourself a favor and stop weighing yourself so much. If you really do have to weigh yourself and you're a woman, then consider weighing at the same point in your cycle every month, because that's the only thing that's comparable. If you're weighing yourself on the first week of your cycle and then weighing again on the third week of your cycle, the likelihood is that you're probably going to have gained some weight, you know, some water weight, as you're approaching your period. So you don't wanna be comparing your weight at two different points of your cycle. So if you have to weigh yourself, then do it at the same point of your cycle each month, but also look at other markers of progress. Look at your clothes, look at measurements, look at whether your waistline is expanding or decreasing. Those are the best ways to see whether you are making progress. Now, another key part of hitting your goals is getting active and staying active. Whilst I'm always saying that it's not about burning calories, we do still want to be active and keeping ourselves fit and mobile and flexible and also reaping those benefits of exercise other than weight loss, you know, the endorphin hits, the stress relief, the better sleep. So we want to be getting active, but again, we need to make sure that this is something that's going to be achievable in the long term. So if you don't think that you're going to be able to have the time or afford to go to the gym five times a week for the rest of your life, then it's probably not a good target for you. Instead, you may find more benefits from just weaving activity into your daily life. And maybe that means walking to the train instead of getting the bus to the train or something like that. Maybe it means going for a walk on your lunch break. Maybe it means doing activities at the weekend that are more physical as opposed to going for lunches with your friends or watching films or that sort of thing. Finding hobbies that are active is a really good way of getting activity into your life. You know, if you can do something that you enjoy and that you're passionate about, then you're going to, it's not going to feel like exercise. It's going to be easy for you to maintain that in the long term and also combine it with other things like seeing friends and walking the dog or getting fresh air or you know listening to podcasts or audiobooks or whatever it is that you like to do. Now another way of making your life much much easier is to plan ahead. Now that might not sound like it's an easy thing to do and I know for a lot of people sitting down and having to make a plan feels like the hardest thing in the world and it is when you first start doing it but once you get into the habit of planning out your week it makes your life so so much easier when you're going through the week. Planning out what you're going to eat and making sure that you've got the food in stock 
means that on Wednesday night when you get home late from work and you're tired because you've already had two long days and the kids have had to go to their school clubs or whatever it is that's been going on, it means that you already know what you're having. You don't have to use any extra brain power to make a decision about what you're gonna eat. Or maybe when you planned your week, you planned to cook a big meal yesterday so that there were leftovers for today and you don't actually have to cook today. So planning your week helps you to prepare for those long days or those days where you know you're not gonna have time to cook. And when you know you're not gonna have the energy to try and make decisions about what's for dinner. And by doing this, it means that not only do you save time because you don't have to go to the shops as often and you can prepare to cook once and eat twice, but also it makes it much less likely that you're going to resort to a ready meal or a takeaway or a slice of toast. So there are so many benefits to planning ahead and it's really a non-negotiable for eating well consistently. So if you are not already planning ahead, I definitely recommend it. Start with planning your dinners and go from there. Once you get into the swing of planning your dinners, then start thinking about your lunches, start thinking about your breakfasts and so on. And then my last tip for making weight loss effortless is to get hormone focused instead of calorie focused. When we're focusing on calories or macros or points or sins, we're focusing on the wrong thing. You know, we're looking at how much food we're eating when what we should be looking at is Am I meeting my body's nutritional needs? Am I getting enough of what I need? Am I getting enough protein, enough fats, enough fiber, um, enough carbs, enough water? By making sure that we're getting enough of those things and that our food is nutrient dense, which means you know lots of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants in those foods. So basically, avoiding highly processed foods and trying to eat fresh unprocessed foods as much as possible by doing that we're going to get so much closer to meeting our body's nutritional needs and that is going to help us to balance our hormones balance our blood sugars reduce the inflammation make our guts happy um minimize food intolerances get our livers working properly and all these things that need to be in place for our body to be able to burn fat efficiently. So rather than focusing on how much food you're having, focus on what you're having. Are you having quality food? Are you meeting your body's nutritional requirements? Focus on that. It's much more positive, much more inspiring than having to count the calories on the back of a packet. In fact, if what you're eating has calories listed on there, if it has a nutrition chart, then the likelihood is it's a processed food because it comes in a packet. And that is probably something you're going to want to have less of in your diet. So those are my tips for helping to make weight loss effortless. It's all about weaving in these habits and quite small tweaks into your daily life rather than taking this extreme approach of trying to cut everything out, 
trying to deprive yourself, trying to work out to the max, avoid going to the extreme and find that happy middle ground, that moderate approach where you're not going to see the weight fall off. And it may even take a few weeks before you start seeing weight loss. In fact, you're not even going to know about it because you're not going to weigh yourself. But over time, your body composition will change. You're going to feel better. You're going to be healthier. And you're going to cement some habits that is going to mean that you age more healthily as well. So start trying to get these things into your routine and you'll reap the benefits in time. Okay, so now it's time for my favorite fact from the past week. And this one is from a research study that was published in July. And this study has found that green tea helps to treat fibroids. So fibroids are um, something that some women will be familiar with, particularly as they've gone into perimenopause and menopause. They're basically growths that can occur within the uterus. They can become quite uncomfortable. They can cause heavy bleeding. And in many cases, they can lead to the need for a hysterectomy. They are very much fed by estrogen and inflammation. So often after menopause, fibroids uh, kind of not disappear, but shrink and become less of a problem. But what this study tells us is that green tea, a compound in green tea called EGCG, is something that has shown signs of being helpful for treating fibroids. So in this study, what they did was they took some human tissue um, in like a Petri dish and they took some of this compound and basically used it to try and reduce the growth of the fibroids. And they had very positive results. So there's gonna be more research coming that looks at the use of green tea for managing fibroids. But in the meantime, there's no harm in you upping your green tea intake if you are suffering with fibroids. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to talk to me about anything that I've discussed in this episode, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok by searching at Louise Digby Nutrition. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, click follow and leave a review. I'll see you next time.